Hello and welcome to Ground Control to Major Mark, a slice of life podcast hosted by me, Mark Shantos. So at the beginning of 2022, I went on a 40-day journey, you could say, through the eastern half of the United States, starting in Nebraska, up to North Dakota, all down the east coast, to Florida, and then to Texas, and then my car broke down in Texas, (laughs) and now I'm back in Nebraska. And for the first half of this journey, I was joined by my good friend Josh Stork, and I'd like to have Josh on the podcast to talk a bit about that sometime. But for this episode, I have uh, Will Bentz, and when we stopped in Madison, Wisconsin, we met up with him and stayed with him for three nights, I believe. It was great getting to see him. We got to talk to him. I was surprised at just how lively of a city Madison was, uh, especially in the deep of winter. The lakes were frozen over, and it was freezing cold outside, and, and yet people were out and about all day, and there was just so much activity happening. So Madison was really cool. It was really awesome getting to see Will. And here's an interview that I got to do with him while we were there. Will Bentz, Ben Teasy. The famous, the world famous. The world famous, Willis Ben Teasy. How are you doing? Very well, very well. Yeah, How good to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Will makes the music, or at least a lot of the music for the show. It's it's all between you and my friend Sir Nelson, who's on another episode. Mm-hmm. And I think I've been using your music since episode one. So you know, this is kind of overdue when you oh, think about yeah. it. <laughs> like, it's it's so good cool. to finally have you on. Yeah. Let's start a little bit by talking about just that and kind of what we've been talking about. Also, uh, just to uh, put an image in everybody's mind for how this is working out. I woke up in Will's living room <laughs> this morning. Uh, Josh is currently sleeping there. <laughs> we're on a long road trip, three and a half weeks for Josh, five weeks for me. And we're currently in Madison, Wisconsin, hanging out with Will Bentz. So thanks for having me, first of all, uh, hosting me this this weekend. And second of all, thanks for having me in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming. It's uh, a pleasure to have you guys on this trip. And it's a pleasure just even just to see you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, tell me about uh, beat making and, and how you got into it and sort of where you're at with it right now. I got into beat making while in college. I think I first started making beats in the summer after uh, my freshman year. It's something that like halfway through my freshman year, I realized like people can just make beats on their computer. Like you don't need even know how to like play a single instrument. And uh, I started looking into it, and at that time in my life, I was, like, consuming music heavily. A lot of new music going through a, like, transformative time in my life. So I bought Ethel Studio, the producer edition, for $200 that summer. I got the money uh, working concessions at a pool. It was pretty... Nice. (laughs) Pretty... It was was an okay job, but not great. <laughs> but yeah, I slowly learned how to make beats. My first couple beats were god awful. It's still every once in a while I'll make a god awful beat. You know, make a good beat, you have to you have to make like a bunch. If you make 20 beats, you'll have like five that year. Like, oh, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I'm still learning a lot. Like I wouldn't say I'm like a pro. Like a lot of time when I make a beat, I just make like a 5 to 8 second loop. And that's it. <laughs> and I don't ever do anything more with it. When I have like a beat that I really like, I then you know take that five to eight second loop, and then I like take out pieces and 
put more pieces in and I slowly copy it and arrange it in a way that it's becomes like a, a full beat. Like I can make a, I don't know, three minute beat out of it. Sure. So. Do you think it's like, is the process of making one what's fun about it? Or is it kind of the payoff at the end? That's a little both, honestly. Because like FL Studio, it's sort of, it seems like a video game in some way. Like the guy that actually designed it, uh, he was a video game designer. Oh, really? So it's super accessible for people to learn how to make beats. And it's like a fun way. It's got pretty good interface, too. I, I do really enjoy like just the process of it. For reference, I don't have a keyboard on my desk, like a piano keyboard. Right, right. I, I have a keyboard and mouse. And most of the time when I'm making a beat, I literally just draw in the notes. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like there's nothing actual performative or like rhythmically. It's like I just draw it in and like I've done it enough that like oh, I know what sort of sounds good and like I know what this note is. But like when I first started, like I had no idea what I was doing. I just put it in notes places and <laughs> making random sounds. And so it's, I've slowly developed like I, I know what to do actually to make things sound good or sort of the way I want it. I'm still, I'm terrible when it comes to like chords. Oh, sure. I have chords I like. I like major seventh chords. They're oh, major and minor, so they're like a good mix between like the happy, sad. There's a lot of flavor in them, I guess. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then once you you make a beat that you you're like, oh, this is a good beat. I just like listen on to repeat and like I add some effects to it to like make it sound a little nicer. Then currently I have like I'm not really doing anything with my beats. I send some to Mark, of course, right, and send some just to. Chan. I send a lot to my younger brother Chan. Just like, hey, look at this beat I made. <laughs> and that's about it. But I think I want to start, like, maybe I'm trying to do is make a bunch of beats of a similar vein and then release, like, a beat tape. Basically, just anyone can then use those beats and sure. make a song with them. So, yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. What about, like, your uh, relationship with music as a whole? You said that you sort of, like, had a transition in your taste in music in college. Would you say that your relationship with music is as strong now as it's ever been or like i guess just talk me through that i'll say yeah coming into college i listened to like a ton of like indie and alternative bands you probably got me into uh like rap oh, right. showing <laughs> me uh like healy and like some kendrick stuff right and i started to listen to that and then i started listening to kanye graduation that album was what really got me into rap and from graduation, I think I then listened to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which is probably my favorite album. When it comes to Kanye albums, my, it always changes. <laughs> Ask me this week, I'll say My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Next week, it'll be late registration. The week sure. after, it'll be college dropout. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that really got me to hip hop. And this was probably second semester freshman year. And it was a, sort of a darker time in my life, so... In a lot of ways, music was a big escape for me. And the next like year or so, I, I, you know, I was just listening to whatever I could like get my hands on. Like I was listening to a bunch of new music. I was like probably like the most explorative in my life. Uh, my sophomore year of college, like I started going to like this hook club. It was called book club, but with albums, and that was really cool. Like to expand my taste, I listened to more like R and B stuff. But right, that but, is cool. But that whole group, it was mainly a lot of hip-hop fans, so there's a lot of, we listened to a lot of hip-hop, but we also listened to some, like, niche, like, alternative rock bands and stuff like that. And it was always interesting, so I was probably most connected to music then. Sure. I've definitely, recently, like, 
I don't want to listen to like some albums for some re- whatever reason, and like I just want to listen to like the same song over and over. I feel like has been <laughs> sort of recently, which is I don't think it's bad. That it's a little weird. <laughs> but sure. I still I listen to a lot of rap. I, I, like anytime there's like a big new album, for sure. Like listening to that pretty much the day it comes out. Yeah, I, I've been trying to listen to more R and B as well. R and B is sort of more where I like what kind of music I want to produce. Sure, sure. That makes sense. A lot you can do with it. I don't know if I... I can't sing very well, so I probably wouldn't ever... I I don't know. Maybe I'll try to sing on like an R&B beat. But I don't think... I definitely don't think I can rap. (laughs) (laughs) So, sure. (laughs) As far as like getting better at uh, like producing and stuff, I guess what's the learning process like? Is it just a lot of YouTube videos? Are you... Tons. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I imagine... Are you, like, do you talk with anybody else about it or, like, in any sort of communities? Are you, are you like, looking for anything like that in any sense? Um, I had, when I was first started, I had a friend in college that he also used FL Studio. And uh, he invited me over. He was like, I'm going to show you some tricks. And uh, I actually probably knew more than he did. <laughs> when he, like, <laughs> really? Well, Will, you've put in a lot of work. You've watched a lot more YouTube videos than I have. <laughs> and, yeah, so I watched a ton of YouTube videos and... It's funny, like, the people I watched now, or, like, watched when I first started, like, it's, it's sort of interesting, like, I've learned, like, a lot of things from them, but then I've also, like, oh, they sort of do things sort of weird way, like, I wouldn't do it this way, like, right. you know, like, now I can sort of critique them. All the YouTube video, like, people I watch, like, they are definitely way better at, like, arranging and making full beats than I am, you know, I feel like I've learned a lot from you know just watching videos but then I'm just doing it of course like there's so much to learn so recently I've been like oh there's this plugin that I sort of use but I don't really know how it works so right, I choose yeah. like for one beat I like I'm gonna learn this plugin or I'm gonna learn how to do this thing it's been cool like still learning and there's always like new tricks and like I'm never gonna know how to do everything in FL Studio and there's always gonna be like new equipment and new plugins invented and like right, there's always yeah. <laughs> something you can learn yeah i mean that's the cool thing about it it's you know there's no end goal i guess really it's just yeah it keeps going yeah it'd be really cool to work with someone and help produce an album i think that's like maybe the end goal is produce an album for someone sure yeah but, and then after you've done one well what might as well just keep on and do more i don't know right yeah 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 oh very cool the question of like do i have a community now that i work with not really i guess that's something i would maybe want to you know work with more people sure yeah Um, yeah. but also i'm part of me is like like i'm very like no i want to do everything myself almost right (laughs) so i don't know like a lot of people they use like splice is a big like it has a bunch of samples and people use it for a lot of sounds and a lot of people use like loops a lot which there's not no problem with using loops but Mm -hmm. i've found like a lot of newer producers uh especially with how accessible it is there's a lot of like sounds you hear in a lot of beats the same snare or the same cowbell or the same kick well you don't really notice that but the same 808 and i feel like that like that same sound is i don't know sort of a bad thing right if, yeah, yeah yeah. if everyone's using the same sound it starts to sound more generic right and so i, I try not to use like splice really 
currently for drums, I just use what comes in FL Studio. That's what I've been doing recently. It's uh, just stock sounds, which might <laughs> sort of fall into that same like overused. <laughs> right. But I want to get better at uh, sampling drum loops. Sure, like, so sure. Just like finding like, well, <laughs> not from Splice. Like I want to find like old song, like old soul songs, and uh, you know, either just take the whole drum loop or maybe just take part bits and pieces like and make my own drum pattern right yeah 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 that'd be super cool um i never even thought about like trying to find unique sounds within like a category yeah. of sound yeah and then if i i mean i always add a ton of effects too so right yeah. <laughs> so like <laughs> the sound like initially the way it first sounds like it might sound completely different when it goes through the whole audio chain Sure, sure. I guess just like <laughs> to move on a bit. What are some what are some other things that you fill your free time with and work on outside of you know work and stuff? Now that you're not in school, um, what do you what do you do for fun? I was running quite a bit, <laughs> uh, and so I did a. It's called a Regnar in August, and that basically, if you don't know what a Regnar is, it's it's a relay race. You usually have like twelve people, and each person runs three times and it's like 200 miles oh dang like total across 12 people though you know that's like i don't know less than 20 miles a person right so i did that for the first time this summer but instead of doing 12 people we did six (laughs) so (laughs) i ran about 30 miles in a 24-hour period over five runs i thankfully had one of my runs get rained out or like there was lightning so they canceled that run and so we just went to the next exchange spot i ran yeah 30 miles over five runs in less than 24 hours (laughs) and i've been like trying to get back and running since and i i was like injured for like two months and now my legs are like my right legs like stronger than my left leg and that's like causing problems, so it's oh it's been gosh. a slow return. But I'm signed up for a, a half marathon in April. So oh, nice. Okay, we're trying to get back up and running. Dan, would you ever do that again, or was it just not worth the physical price? Uh, I do it a hundred, like hundred percent. I do it again. It was. <laughs> really? um, well, the reason I got injured was because I, I didn't prepare enough for it. Right. So if I prepared more for it, I don't think I'd get injured and I'd have a better time. But it was an amazing experience, even though, like, there is some moments it was hell. Like, the first run was uh, a five-mile run, and it was, like, 96 degrees outside. Oh, my gosh. And so I was <laughs> just sweating like crazy. The last mile of my run was straight up a hill. <laughs> and I was it was like a hill and then you get a little downhill and then you go up another hill you get some reprieve in the run but at the top of like the first crest or hill I looked down at my watch and my like heartbeat according to my watch was like 191 <laughs> and I was like I don't need this heart rate on my first run I have five <laughs> yeah. more to go and so I thought there's like no way I'm gonna finish this but I took some walk breaks in that run and some of the other runs, uh, like the last couple, I needed the walk breaks, but... Oh my gosh. Are you running like at night during this? Yeah. Best run of the whole thing uh, was at 3 (laughs) a.m. It was pitch black. I was running in this trail. 
I couldn't see anything except like in front of me. All runners had like when they ran at night, they had to have lights on. Like, sure, sure. And so 3 a.m. for eight miles, my only thought was that next light is my next victim, <laughs> the person I'm gonna pass. Because for every reason, for Ragnar, every person they pass, you call it a kill. <laughs> nice. So I racked up, I think 40. I think 43 kills on that run. Oh my god! Past 43 people. And also one thing for Ragnar is they want everyone to finish around the same time. So they let the slower group start earlier. Um, and so being one of the faster teams, like we started the latest possible, but just slowly we're catching up to right. people. And like, is the, was it self-determined on like what defined a fast and slow group? You, yeah, it was just what our, what we like, seated ourselves sure so sure. we said we could run like a certain pace and were you running with people from work uh it was all actually college friends okay yep. nice all from the running club group that i was part of all throughout of college it was fun to come back to minneapolis and see all of those friends and then right. run with them yeah that's awesome yeah because you did uh, cross country in high school and then you were able to sort of find a group in college that yeah it sounds like it really worked out and there were some good people yeah it was like a ton of fun like that's half of my friends came from run club right and then half of my other friends came from just like the dorm freshman year pretty much and, and i always met people along the way like throughout college but like the big two core friend groups were run club and uh frontier dorm freshman year group nice I can't believe that there are that many people out there that like running that much because I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish I liked running more. It's, I think, to like running. Well, I sort of just liked running when I started, mm -hmm. but you know, to get good and like <laughs> to like have an enjoyable run, pretty much every time you go on a run, it takes a lot of work. Like mentally, I can't get past that. Like I, every time I run, I have to like play games with myself in my mm -hmm. head and. You know, like music and stuff doesn't help quite as much. And like, I like swimming, so it should be the same thing. But mm -hmm. I, I'm, I don't think I have the mental strength <laughs> to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, it's it's tough. Even like as someone that's running a lot, like there's some runs that are like, you know, straight up not feeling it. Like I just after a mile, like I want to turn around and just walk home. Right. But, you know, those are generally the ex exception now. You know, like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to run five miles. And I go out and I just do it. And sometimes they even like, oh, I, I want to add on. Like, I want to go even further than I was initially planning. It definitely takes a lot of work just to, like, feel like, well, like, just feel comfortable when you're running. Like, because like, when you start, it just <laughs> feels like, terrible <laughs> almost, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. What do you think are some of your, like, most impressive runs or, like, your favorites that you've done um so once during quarantine uh like yeah i guess fall 2020 i had a friend that she was running uh, a marathon virtually like, you know like she it was supposed to be like the new york marathon she was like will you should you should pace me join the first half with me and so i was like sure i'll meet you with you and we'll go on this run and i'm pretty sure i drank the night before so it's like slightly hungover <laughs> I, I just like got out of bed Oh, so I just meet her in 15 minutes. So I ran to her place, and then we got ready, stretched a little, and we started running. And we had a friend uh, who biked behind us the whole time. And around, like, mile 11, my friend Kat, she just, like, jokingly said, like, Oh, Will, 
you know, you're in great shape right now. You should just do the whole thing. <laughs> uh, like, sure, why not? I haven't, I've never ran a marathon before. So. Oh my gosh. So like, let's, let's do it. Let's, no way. And so prior to that run, the longest I ever ran was, I think, 15 miles. And so I just ran a marathon with her at mile 20. She's like, she's like, oh, I'm so glad I ate breakfast. And I made a comment like, oh, I didn't even do that. And she's like, well, you didn't even eat breakfast? <laughs> You're running a marathon and you didn't even eat breakfast? Yeah, it wasn't really an issue. Uh, but when I finished, like, it was sort of a cold day. Like, I, I couldn't smile. Like, my face was like, it just hurt. Like, my whole body hurt. Yeah, not that bad. Because I've ran another marathon since, and I think I was way less fit when I ran the second marathon. And right. Body hurt way more, but for like it's cold for every reason. I just can smile. So there's a picture of us after, and I'm trying to smile, and I'm just you can just see the pain in me. <laughs> Does that just wipe you out for a couple days? Totally. Yeah. Oh my gosh. When I, I was in really good shape then, so my legs were sore like the next day. Really didn't have much energy. That the day I did it or the day after, um, but that was about it. The second time I did a marathon, I, I signed up for a marathon class in the spring, so spring twenty twenty one. January first, I went on a run and somehow injured myself on that run. <laughs> right. So I, I was biking on a bike machine all of January, all of February, half of March. Halfway through March, I started finally started running again. I think the farthest I ran <laughs> before. The date that I was supposed to run my marathon for my class, I think I did one 12 miler. And then I went and ran a marathon. And this time it was completely by myself. I ran from my house in Minneapolis to the Chain of Lakes. That's 13 miles. That was like the halfway point. And I had my roommates there and they like cheered me on and they gave me water and Gatorade. And then I kept on running. And the first half was amazing. It was great. I felt so good. I did one lap around Lake Harriet, and then I took my first walk break, and I felt terrible. (laughs) The second I started running again, like, my legs just ate. Oh, no. And so, I think I ran, like, another three miles, and then I, at, like, mile 18 onward, every mile I I started with, like, a minute or two of walking. Right, yeah. It, it So it like, slowed down so much. I was in so much pain. <laughs> but I, I finished. I got, got to 26.2 miles. Yeah, that's still a really impressive feat. Yeah. The second like I got there to 26.2 miles and I saw my roommates, I just immediately like laid down in the grass and like my calves, my quads just started cramping up. <laughs> I was in so much pain. Oh my gosh. So... That's crazy. Yeah. Those, the two marathons, and then Ragnar are probably, like, my three biggest, like, some of my favorite runs. <laughs> even, right. even like, that marathon, it sucked, but like, I did it, at least. <laughs> I was injured, like, almost the whole semester, but I, I was able to, you know, go run a marathon. <laughs> is, uh, like, is runner's high, like, a, a real thing that's, like, a big part of running? Yeah, it's a real thing, and I don't know how much like other people feel it. I honestly don't feel it that often. The feeling that oh, I could run forever, like you know, I don't feel that that often. But most of the time, like it's when I run, I just feel good. It feels like I know what I'm getting out of it. 
you know, it's like monotonous and it's something I'm really used to and I enjoy. Right. Do you use running as like a mental health fix? Yeah. A lot of my life, it's been like a really good, like escape and like a reprieve and it's a good time to just think. Right. Yeah. Or it's a good time to not think <laughs> and just like <laughs> be brain dead and like run. And like sometimes when I run, I just have one lyric, like one line of music just stuck in my head. And I just hear that line over and over <laughs> for 40 minutes or whatever, however I run. Oh my but like even like stuff over runs like that, like when you get done, I'm like, oh, I feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even if like before the run, I like, I, like, I don't want to do it. I'm like always finish on like i'm happy I, like, I did it. yeah absolutely yeah i got a little bit back into swimming this semester mm-hmm. and i found that it really like cleared a lot of the noise mm-hmm. in my head i guess you know because yeah. it is a good time to think but my thoughts are a lot more linear because there's so much like you're just working hard <laughs> yeah you know and i'd also like the sound of like the water just rushing past and yeah, it's mm. definitely a good time. I need to get, I need to swim more or get into running. We'll yeah. see. Uh, that that last one's probably a lie. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suggest running to pretty much. Well, it suggest at least walking to everyone. Mm-hmm. And then, if you enjoy walking, like maybe maybe you'll enjoy running. I'd suggest everyone try running. Uh, but I'll say it takes serious work to you know. To improve and actually like, right get to a point where it's like something you're comfortable with right it's, yeah it's something that's really uncomfortable to start and it's very understandable that like a lot of people hate it a lot of people just can't get into it and that's completely fair but i would suggest everyone try running sure i i would not suggest everyone run a marathon because a marathon is someone that's like run a ton it's a ton of work like like <laughs> yeah. and it's painful if you're not prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. If you want to feel like proud of like, if you wanted to like challenge yourself for something, I'd start with 5k. And you think that's a good like early goal? Yeah, for sure. And like 5k's are, you know, they're sort of tough. It's it's three miles, but if you push yourself and like, you want to like try to get like a good time, like they're tough. Right. Yeah. You can, you can push yourself however you want on a 5K. If it's something you have to like walk the whole thing for, it's not, it's like not as long as the marathon. <laughs> like, yeah. Where it's going to take you like six hours. Right. Yeah. And you kept up your running even um, in Norway, right? Yeah. It was, Norway was actually the first time I ever did a half marathon was in Norway. I did the Oslo half marathon. And I'm glad I didn't do the whole marathon because the marathon was just a half marathon twice. So, oh yeah. So I would have had already seen everything, and the half marathon there was a killer hill at the like at mile like twelve, oh like gosh. right before the end, you know. Yeah. And uh, so to have to like run that whole course again and know at the very end you have that hill again, I, I don't know if I could have done that. <laughs> but the half marathon there was really cool. That was also probably one of the top runs. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, I lo- I loved running in Norway. I joined like a, a running group there nice. and it, it wasn't, it was like they met at the university, but it wasn't only university people. There were some people like just out of college. Um, there is this, there's this one really old guy that would sometimes show up. He was like one of the most consistent 
runners during the winter and he was 50 or maybe even older but he had some very interesting routes like <laughs> so it was sort of cool um yeah so like there's a bunch of people and the coach he was like 28 or something he was a special ed teacher and just an amazing guy just such a, a nice and like he was a great coach like he yeah he ran with us a lot and then like always had like good like suggestion if you're like hurt at all or if you're like oh i'm feeling good like how what's my what should i do next like what should i be doing to get better and he was a great resource and just a great dude yeah sweet um what were the best parts of norway probably running <laughs> i love that running group that's um, awesome another good thing like so top thing i've ever did in norway probably my favorite thing is like the last week i was there we went sledding nice and you could rent these sleds if you're a student for free so we just went we took the the metro to the spot and these sleds they like they almost look like a go-kart i don't know because they they have like two like almost skis on the sides Uh uh-huh and then you sit and you have like a little wheel and there's like a, a rudder in the front. So you think you can steer these things. Um, and we took the metro then all the way up this hill. And like the second we got off the metro, we started to like saw this sliding hill and we jumped on the slides and started going down it. And we very quickly realized that, well, so there's two, we had two of these slides. We had actually a bigger group for when we first started, but towards the end of the day, we just had three of us going on these sleds and one person rented a sled at the mountain which was completely different and if I did it again I'd probably do that because it seemed like she had way more control than we did (laughs) because our two sleds one of them you're just throttling down the sledding hill and you can't steer at all the steering wheel is just illusion it's for your your comfort it it does nothing You're you're just flying down this hill and you're trying to like take a left and you just try to steer with the wheel and it does nothing. So you just have to like lean <laughs> and like <laughs> with your dear life, hope you start following the trail. Um, so there's a lot of wipeouts. <laughs> the other, the other uh, sled, I don't know why they were so different, but you barely move the, the steering wheel and you just like take a sharp turn. <laughs> like, it was so finicky. So like we've, me and my friend Stefan were swapping between the two, but it was so fun because, like, the best part was, like, the sledding hill was, like, 15 minutes long. Like, you'd sled for 15 minutes straight, just throttling down this hill. Um, and then at the very bottom, you would grab the sled, and you'd pick it up and, like, sprint to the the metro station. And if you went down the, the hill fast enough, and if you ran to the station fast enough, it wasn't that far of a run. But you just get there right in time for the metro to like arrive nice. for you to get on and go back up to the top and do it all over again. I think we did it like eight or nine times that day. That's amazing. Yeah, it was oh so gosh. fun. <laughs> and that was right towards the end of you being there. Yeah, yeah. If you're ever in Oslo in the winter, I would definitely suggest go sledding. Nice. Were the um, winters there pretty crazy? So December, like the only month of winter that was really there, um, the temp was almost always right at freezing which was sort of terrible <laughs> because uh, like it'd be like slightly above freezing and then it'd rain and then it'd go below freezing and it'd 
just get super icy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I swear, Norwegians just don't slip, so they just did nothing to deal with the ice. Like, almost nothing. <laughs> like, a lot of places, they didn't salt it, they didn't, like, shovel it. It was just icy. <laughs> <laughs> the Norwegians just have the balance just yeah. built into them. Yeah, they're just, you know, they, they climb mountains barefoot when they're five, you know. <laughs> they're used oh to that. Oh my gosh. So. Huh. Um, other good highlights... We went to, and it was a lot of good hiking. I, I lived right by a, a lake, actually, like a five minutes from the lake. So I'd walk there, walk around the lake all the time. I'd run around the lake all the time. And also, like, the lake was, like, the nice flat area, but there was like, a bunch of, like, hills just right around the lake. Ooh. Go up one, there was like, a big hiking, and then there was, like, a, a chalet or, uh, I don't know, like a cafe at, at top of one. The other hiking trail brought you like up and you got a great view of them. nice really cool the hiking was a bunch of fun there's a lot of good hiking spots and it's so cool because you could just take the metro there to yeah you know. <laughs> i loved oslo oslo is probably my favorite city i've ever been in i think because you know you take the metro one direction you have on the outskirts of the city there's a ton of hiking and it's super nice take the metro the other direction like literally like 10 minutes either direction so take it the other direction though and you're in the city center and the city Dang. center is really cool like i love cities like i love like the bustling like all the people walking downtown there's a lot of like there's a lot of clubs that are pretty fun nice. we'd always go to this wine place on wednesday nights nice. <laughs> uh, and then you could also there's so much stuff to do outdoors in the winter the first big snow you'd see a bunch of people on the the metro with their cross-country skis <laughs> they're all oh, that's awesome already take the metro to go skiing so huh the metro is so nice maybe i gotta check out oslo one day i would suggest it it's a cool city huh i've never i've never even thought to go to norway yeah. to be honest yeah the only bad thing is Oslo's super expensive oh really because yep because they have that big oil money, <laughs> you know, in Norway. And so, like, Norway is actually a very rich country. And so it's really, really nice, but a beer is going to cost you, like, $11. Oh, sure, sure. Like, the cheapest beer, beer you want. Cheapest yeah. drink is going to cost you over $10. Yeah, that's a little bit more expensive than Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, and just alcohol in general is super expensive in Norway. Norway has a monopoly. The state government has a monopoly on all alcohol stronger than 4.75%. And you'd have to go to a store that its name directly translates as the wine monopoly um, <laughs> for anything stronger than 4.75%. So want any wine, want any hard liquor, you had to go to the wine monopoly. And at very like bad hours, so it was inconvenient to get alcohol huh but so i just stocked up on i got a bunch of wine because like i did the math and the economic option like it was slightly cheaper <laughs> to get wine than it was to get beer sure sure so. huh interesting yeah tell me a bit about your move minneapolis to wisconsin and the best and worst parts of wisconsin and, and what you miss about minneapolis and kind of mm -hmm. just talk me through that a little bit yeah um so the move itself was really weird because I just almost everything I needed fit in my Prius <laughs> and <laughs> nice just drove by myself to Madison I didn't want my bed because it was a twin bed and like 
I definitely was like time to get something bigger. <laughs> uh, and then I didn't have like any furniture in my house. I, I sort of feel bad. I didn't really contribute much to our furniture <laughs> sure. situation, but I, but it was really nice. Like I didn't really have to really worry about getting rid of stuff or about moving stuff. So I just moved here with basically nothing. And then I, I slept on the floor the first night. And then the next day I went to Ikea in Milwaukee. I bought the mattress I could not find a good bed. In case you guys didn't know, <laughs> this uh, last summer was a terrible time to buy furniture because of there's a lot of shortages mm-hmm. due to COVID stuff. But thankfully, I was like slowly able to like get stuff. Uh, I didn't get a bed until like two months in. So <laughs> for a month, my <laughs> mattress was just on the floor. Nice, <laughs> which which was fine. But there was something so nice. Like the first night, I was like actually in a bed. It just yeah. Felt so much better yeah i had like the same situation in my new apartment i'd bought a mattress frame and they didn't get it in for like a month and oh once it was built and i was up there i feel like a king yeah (laughs) so yeah i slowly slowly furnished my apartment it's like fully furnished now i don't have anything on the walls (laughs) it's not my personality but i i sort of like put together like the furniture like i sort of like i don't know i i was sort of like mindful like i sort of did some interior decorating sure like chan straight up when he saw the apartment he was like he made some comment like this is furnished like this is like the like furniture they gave you right i was like no i picked it up myself oh oh i, I sort of doubted your interior decorating <laughs> like I, I was like this can't be well this he is, doubted yeah. you so wow i don't know if I don't know how, how much of a compliment it is. <laughs> he doubted me. Kind of back But he also says it looks like something that they'd give you, like, pre-furnished. So I don't know if that's a good or bad true, thing. True, So, hmm. But, we'll have to yeah. Have so, Chan address that. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, so furnishing the apartment was a, a big thing. It was pretty expensive, too. But right. it was, like, but it was like a cool thing to slowly, like, like, oh, it's my own place. All these things are mine. Nice. And it's yeah. like the way I want it. Yeah. And uh, so that was a big part of like the move. And then like another thing is like you know Madison's way different than uh, Minneapolis, but I like I loved Minneapolis and I loved big cities. So I was a little scared of moving to Madison. I thought I was gonna feel like smaller. And I gotta say like I haven't felt that at all because as Mark witnessed last night, the downtown well, like well it has witnessed a little bit. The downtown is like pretty popping. Yeah, it was fun to do. Um, there's a lot of people around and and um, just like walking around on the streets, you see a bunch of activity and yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, especially so like Madison's like located between two lakes, and I feel like that contributes a lot to the downtown. It makes it very like dense. There's so, so there's so much to do downtown, and I've really enjoyed like living like within walking distance of pretty much anything I'd need. You know, like I can, if I really wanted to, I could walk to ten minutes to like a grocery store. I, I usually do get all my groceries on my drive home from work, but it's nice that there's just so much like here. I just within walking distance. So like, if I'm like hungry and like ah, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm too lazy to cook. I try to first like think of like, is there somewhere nearby that I can walk to for food I want before thinking about oh, I'll just get in my car and drive somewhere. Sure, I try, that I try nice. to always think about walking, and so I've loved that. And having the lakes right here is really nice. Because there's so much, like, you know, you can walk around it, and it's so nice, and it's great for running, and it's just nice. Um, the other lake that's not close to my uh, apartment is 
it has like a really nice like trails like it's more like not just like I don't know it's like sort of hiking trail area that and then I was like a picnic point like like you go out and you can see like a good view of the whole lake yeah and the sea. yeah Josh and I went to picnic point uh when we first got in and that's awesome yeah <laughs> like, it's pretty sweet just being surrounded by the lake the lake is like this perfect size i think where you're like surrounded by it but you can still see like the end of it mm-hmm. um and you can see like the city of madison kind of like wrapping around you at that point yeah it's really beautiful it's a cool place yeah so i i've loved madison i definitely miss some aspects about minneapolis and like a lot of it's probably just like friends I miss, like all my college friends. A lot right, of them yeah. are still in Minneapolis. I really sort of miss the, the chain of lakes. Even though I have lakes here, I, I absolutely love the chain of lakes. Like they're in Minneapolis, it's just like a great place to run. The, those lakes are a lot smaller, so it's like really easy to go run around. All of them are like less than three miles to run around. So it's really fun. And you can like, if you're going on a long run, you can do like the whole chain. And it's right. Like, it's like... I think if you if you do like Harriet, uh, Bede Maxka, and Lake of the Isles, like that's like eleven miles total. Oh sure. So it's like pretty doable yeah. for a long run. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool though. Yeah. Yeah. So. So friends and the lakes, not as much the city. You don't think? Yeah, I was too young to like go to the bars in Minneapolis before mm-hmm. before the pandemic, and then after the pandemic, I didn't really go out in minneapolis at all once i turned 21 um and so like when i moved here like things were opening up again and so like it was very fun to like, explore madison and see the downtown area hit up all the bars in the, in the downtown madison it seems like if you don't like the bar you're currently at you can just go across the street or next door sure. <laughs> there's so sure. many cool bars downtown yeah um how are you vibing with like living alone here i've actually like i've liked it quite a bit because it's nice, like, I control, like, how clean it is. You know, it's all right, right. up to me, and I sort of like that. Because I, I keep it generally pretty clean. And, like, it's nice just having, like, you know, I don't ever have to, like, fight for anything. Like, I can just always use the TV. Right. You know? <laughs> and, and you've had Josh and I here for two days, and we've wrecked the place and <laughs> eaten all your bagels. So <laughs> we're, we're probably making you really not in this room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you've been a good guest, actually. But uh, I don't know. It's, like... I've got to say, like, the, like, loneliest aspect, like, I don't, haven't really felt it that much, and, like, the parts that I have felt, like, I've felt similarly, even with having roommates, like, I don't know, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, like, not, not something, like, I think is an issue with living alone, like, because I have a bunch of friends from Epic, you know, it's sort of weird, because, like, you know, some days, some days, like, the like person I interact with, really, is my office mate, so, so that's sometimes weird, but, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, any night I could have a bunch of friends I can hit up. I have some bunch of good friends like just in the same building as me. So, you know, I go up to their place for poker night or yeah. board game night yeah, just to watch a nice. game. So it's good. I, I like living by myself. Yeah, sweet. Maybe as like a wrapping up question, final question of the episode, I'll just ask, what are some things that you are currently moving towards? Um, whether that be like within yourself mm-hmm. or you know accomplishments or um, really you can take this question however you want to. Yeah, I think uh, so. You know, trying to let, do more music. Currently, also trying to learn web development stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to make a website. I have like a website in mind, but I think you know maybe long term, 
Like, I really like my job currently, but I don't think it's going to keep my interest, like, long-term. Just based on, like, what I'm currently doing. Uh, I work in healthcare IT, which I like the IT portion, but I don't know how interested I am in healthcare. Like, healthcare is cool. Like, it's cool to be, like, doing something that, that helps people stay healthy. Healthcare is very complicated. It's very stressful. Mm-hmm. And I really like, you know, more creative things. So I think maybe web development, if I become like a freelance like web designer or like people can reach out for me like oh we need a website for our just for some purpose and i could you know do something like that i think that's maybe something like i'm interested in, in doing with my life so sure so i'm trying to learn some web development web development is difficult because <laughs> like the front end like the actual like designing like a good web page like that stuff like i probably i'm not very good at yet at least <laughs> sure css is my mortal en- enemy at the moment um it's been fun to learn so far i haven't done enough but trying to do more sure so that's a big thing i think this year like moving and like having a full-time job i definitely feel like i've been a little less healthy so that's something i'm trying to do more i'm definitely not unhealthy but like i'm trying to be a little bit more healthy i want to eat a little bit better i want to get back into running like fi- figure out whatever issues I'm having mm-hmm. with like my knee and my legs. Try to be like a little bit more positive, like mentally, and work on my mental health. Yeah, just overall, just try to be more healthy. I think otherwise, I'm in a pretty good spot. Yeah, um, that's good. Currently, I sort of have like a golden ticket. I feel like if like you know, I have a good gig currently. I could, if I wanted to, just do what I'm currently doing for the rest of my life, and it would be completely fine. I'd be in a great position. Madison's a great place like so right yeah oh yeah that's awesome I mean if or that's a good thing to remember I guess if you're Mm -hmm. stressed out about you know whatever you're gonna do next you can just think you know it's not too bad like no matter what there's no bad option yeah that's a that's a great place to be yeah so I I think yeah for sure I'm gonna be here well at least another like year and a half because there's like there's a lot of benefits for staying at Epic at least two years so I'm gonna try to do that it'd be cool to hit five because then i get a huge like uh what is it called well they'll basically pay for um a one month vacation like completely whoa nice at five years so i'm probably gonna try to get that yeah but nice so after that like who knows what i'm gonna do i feel like i have a lot of options i'm in a good place and like i have a lot of opportunity so it's just gonna be like what do i want to do and how do i make that happen yeah awesome well, sweet. Um, Will, thanks for coming on the show. You know, it's uh, always weird wrapping these things up when I know that I'm still going to sleep on your floor <laughs> after this. I'm still going to talk to you after this ends. But yeah, <laughs> but thanks for coming on the show and um, being uh, being a big part of the show since the beginning with the music and all that and all your support. So yeah, no problem. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me.